Pechita, when both parents are considered high achievers or super successful, kids will be expected to follow in their footsteps, either in career or caliber. So how does this affect the kids on a subconscious level across childhood? You're putting an expectation or you're putting a pressure on kids before they even get out the gate, right? And this is a story that we hear all the time, kids feeling compelled to achieve a particular level of, you know, academic excellence or, you know, sporty excellence, just because mom and dad have kind of enforced it upon them, right? So some kids find it quite motivating, right? If they have the same goals, if they have the same interests, if they have the same level of skill, but we have to accept that not all kids might be as innately gifted, or some kids might not feel that they want the same things. And so kind of having this as a prerequisite adds an additional layer of stress and expectation into their lives that they could probably do without. So we have a lot of kids coming forward now who are experiencing things like burnout, who are experiencing a lot of issues with anxiety out of fear of falling short. So it's not necessarily a good thing. What kind of ages um, are you seeing with that kind of thing happening? I've seen kids sadly as young as like seven years old coming into my clinic. Yeah, because maybe mom and dad have insisted on certain, not so much about career paths, but more just like academic excellence. Right. Um, And so the young child that I was working with was actually getting really stressed out because I think if I remember correctly, her parents were more um, artistically inclined um, and they were very particular about the type of drawings and artistic work that she was producing in first grade. And so as and so whenever she kind of got something and she colored outside of the lines or things were not perfect, she would go into a fit and rip everything up and then have to start again. So she felt this need to make it perfect. I have to make it perfect because if not, then mommy and daddy will not be pleased. Um, with me. So when you have parents who are setting this expectation that if you don't achieve this, you're somehow a disappointment, you're somehow a failure, you're somehow not someone that I can be proud of, even though I know that a lot of the time that's not the intention, but that can be the message that you're communicating. But what what happens if it's the mom and dad don't actually say anything, mm. but the kids feel it? Parents don't often think about how some statements that they say sort of as a one-off or even this is very common statements that they say as a joke they kind of don't expect their kids to take it on board so they almost get angry at their child for being so sensitive which I hear a lot right Mm. but the reality is you are the two people that that they're that they look up to your approval is paramount to these children and so when you drop these hits here and there it has the potential to really mess with how they look at the world especially when especially when they're really young so all it takes is making a comment like oh look how so and so's drawing is so much more colorful you need to use more colors in yours that's all it takes so so yeah i think a lot of parents don't realize just how impactful their words can be so you know if school and studying was an easy breeze for the parents what do they need to understand about having a child who is say the exact opposite and really struggles Mm. there's a lot of connection between poor grades and laziness or lack of studying at least at least in our culture Um, and so often parents will try to push like oh you need to study more you need to do this more you need to do that more and I'm completely fine with that but I think you kind of have to be able to ask yourself like if this is something that you're continually doing and your child isn't achieving the results that you're expecting then be open to the fact that there's a different explanation and it could be again like if it's a learning issue if it's a developmental issue but Mm. just also whether there's interest involved right so 
like everything else, I tell parents, use your child as a guide and not yourself. You know, that's something that I think parents need to do more. Listen and be aware of what your child is doing. If your child just doesn't get math, um, then provide them with the support, but don't make them feel like they're less of a human being just because you love math. When I was growing up, Anyone who's met my mom will know that she has this joke where she runs around with a pink calculator. She has a calculator literally the size of her face <laughs> that she runs around with and she, or she refuses to do basic arithmetic without this pink calculator. She sounds and, like me. <laughs> and this woman like has her own company. Like You'd think like this woman could figure out math by now, but she just never, never took to it. And then she had two children who did additional math got a stars in additional math and mod math and she was just like there was just the language that she just didn't understand so it's almost the reverse <laughs> but i think that you know the only way that she could kind of approach that was just to embrace the fact that her kids had a different area of interest as she did and she's an interior designer she's extremely artistic and both of us can't do anything artistic to save our lives and so it's about embracing the fact that your child has a different skill and has a different area of interest and then using that to kind of encourage them and push them forward right instead of kind of trying to make them conform to what you know because you'll probably realize that a lot of what you know isn't going to be enough one day and so the world is constantly evolving you know school is constantly changing and so I think to pigeonhole kids based on what we expect based on our life experience is unfair to them. Now let's talk goals you know overachievers have a pretty blinkered direction towards theirs you know um, right JD? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, they, they, they have a straight line where the goal goes, yeah, right? That's true, that's true, so, yeah. so, how do you navigate parenting around a child who doesn't follow the script or even, you know, care about goals? Mm. Well, you know, I'm sure the child does have goals; they just don't look like yours, right? Mm. So that's that's the thing, and and also when it comes to the difference between parents and children, kids are more short-term goal-oriented because of how their brain is developing at that stage. As we get older, we're a lot more capable of looking at goals further down the line, hence long-term goals. And so when parents and kids have this conversation, it often looks like your kids don't have goals because what they're saying are their goals are a lot more closer than what you would predict because you're thinking about career and they're thinking about maybe like certain grades for this semester or certain things they want to achieve. Or I just want to go watch a TV show. Summer holidays, show. yeah. Right. Summer holidays, exactly. And as they get older, they will be capable of that long-term goal. So what I would recommend to parents is use your goal as a perimeter, if you will, right? You can set perimeters for your children because of course, you know, you are a parent, you have lived on this earth a lot longer than them. So, you know, like I've got a few of my teenage clients now coming forward who have uh, very atypical career paths that they want to take right versus their parents right mm -hmm. i want to be an influencer thing. yes things like i want to be an influencer i want to be a streamer and you know that's where the parents sort of perimeters come into place because you want to show your child that you're being supportive but you want to also talk about things like okay is this the kind of job that's going to be able to pay your bills right maybe we could talk about coming up with something parallel that could pay your bills while you pursue this passion that's where moms and dads go, okay, but say you don't become the next, I don't know any influencers on top of my head, but say you don't become the next famous YouTuber, this is a backup. 
right? Or you can mm. use this to fund all of the equipment and travel and all the things that you're going to do in order to become a famous influencer, right? That second half is what kids are probably not going to be able to do on their own due to lack of life experience. So I would say to parents, your goals are necessary. This is not about trying to say that your kids should be able to run them up doing whatever they want to do, right? Your goals, your experience, your advice is necessary. But what you should kind of look at it as is that it should not define your child. So this is something I heard growing up. Uh, I'm sure the sentence contents change, but much the same sort of feeling. Mama, I just want to get a job as a waiter, save up, uh, travel and find myself. In the corporate world, success is pretty easy to define. So how can parents avoid boxing their kids into narrow definitions of success? Mm. Well, you know, it all starts with your own personal, I would say, again, it's personal goals or your own sort of moral compass, right? Of what you want. Programming. Programming. From your parents. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about what kind of individual do you want to raise, right? What type of individual do you want to unleash upon society? And I think that every parent has that mindset of the type of, you know, principles and the type of characteristics that you want to encourage in your child, right? So some parents are all about making sure that you are financially stable and that you're able to pay your bills and they are able to reach a certain amount of wealth. If money is the focus, and I don't say this in like a judgmental way, it is something that's important, right? So if money is the main thing, and I find a lot of parents who were more strapped for cash growing up to mm. often be the ones who desperately want their kids to succeed, right? Mm. And so if that's the focus, then you need to be able to help your child navigate life so that that is something that they have to think about, right? Because at the end of the day, like I said, my money is important, right? It's not something that we're going to say, oh, you can go and be a starving writer and not have to worry about it, right? But, you know, on the flip side, I have some parents who feel that it's more about giving back to the community or leaving a legacy. <clears throat> and so these parents are more inclined towards pushing their kids to do things that involve more charity, more giving back, less profit driven, right? So start with kind of what are the principles that you hold dear, right? Your child is welcome to take on different, um, different, uh, you know, purposes and different causes as they age. But Start with kind of what are the things that are important to you and your family and what are the things that your life experience has told you is necessary, right? And don't, uh, don't let sort of that textbook corporate view of the world define you, right? So if it is about something creative, something that's more charitable, something that's more profit-driven, you figure out what sort of that, what that direction might be and then kind of go from there. We all want the best for our kids, right? And it can be super hard to hide our disappointment when they, you know, aren't invited to parties, don't get a medal in the race. Mm -hmm. What's important to understand about our own triggers yes. so that we can parent our kids versus our projection of what we want our kids to be. So your kid's not going to know not getting a medal is bad until he sees or he, he or she sees from you that it's a disappointment, right? So you have a really important, by you, I mean parents, you have a really important role to play with regards to how your child processes disappointment and how your child processes quote unquote failure. So mm -hmm. if it's, if it's, sad that your child doesn't get invited to a party, if it's sad that your child doesn't get a medal, the first thing you have to do is to make sure that you are not projecting that, like you said, onto your child, right? Certain things like, oh, well, it's okay. Another time, right? Next time. You are able to brush things off like that because what you're telling your child is that 
everything is everything redoable. you can overcome. Yes, right? everything redoable. is yeah. redoable. So mm-hmm. you want to create children who are resilient, who know how to bounce back from disappointment. When you say, oh, you know, it's so, it's so you, know, you should have tried harder, you should have practiced harder. You are giving them the idea that the, everything is their fault. And everything right? is so finite, right? Yes, and everything is so finite. A massive light bulb has just gone off in our head in all talks of how one builds resilience and grit. And the Mm. thing is, we already had it, but it was beaten out of us because of how things were perceived if we didn't win that race get that grade or whatever we felt like we had failed and that was like kind of the end of the world yeah versus it's fine you can try next time because that's what resilience is right fall down get up again fall down get up again yes and the thing is i don't want anyone who's listening to feel like you know we're blaming you for anything but ultimately (laughs) it's all about language because i get that you're unhappy I get that you're disappointed. I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't feel those things, but you need to be very mindful of the language that you're using in describing these things. When you have a child who has not succeeded, are you disappointed? Sure. But what benefit does saying that have on the child that's going to be receiving it? You're just using them to cope with how unhappy you are. So be constructive. Show them how to do that. So, okay, your kid didn't do well. It's okay. This semester was not so great. So next semester, this is what we're going to do. But it's okay. Everybody kind of has some bad semesters or bad terms every once in a while. But Mm. we'll figure it out. We'll learn from it. We want our kids to be the kind of kids who have that grit, who have that resilience. And telling them you're wrong, you're not great enough, doesn't help build that. 